0: Welcome to the one amigo to another fantasy football podcast. This is show number 30. It's Thursday, March 28th. I'm your host and Commissioner Nathan Tilbury and I'm here with my co-host Bill Burns, a two-time champion of the league and a huge Bears fan. Welcome Bill.
1: Welcome Nathan and welcome one amigo to another fantasy football league.
0: Yeah so Bill we've had a lot of fun the last few weeks right playing some of these different uh, game shows and obviously this the Week is no different, as we'll be playing a kind of a new game that uh, that I created, and so it'll be called uh, "Who Am I." So I think it's um, kind of based on the "What's Your Line" kind of game from from way back too. And so I'll be basically um, kind of reading a statement from a player that's changed teams, and you'll try to guess who that player is. So um, I think that should be pretty pretty fun and, and a unique way to. To do it, and hopefully, um, I can challenge you as much as you challenged me last week. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, I've won every week so far. Right?
0: <laughs> right, I think yeah, I think you're perfect uh, <laughs> three, four, five in a row, something like that. However many games we have played, so um, right. So I think you've been uh, on top Pick every time. That's Yeah, exactly. So, um, but anyway, you know, we're now you know officially in the off season. We've kind of gone through most of the free agency, um, actually. So I think there's just small hand. Um, you know, small pickups that have been happening here and there. Um, there's been some trades that, that have happened the last couple of days, too. And so we'll, we'll be kind of here to talk about uh, most of them. Um, so it seems like, you know, the show will be a little different, obviously. We'll try to keep it a little bit shorter, although last week was, was a little long. But I think we had, we had a lot of fun talking about player news and grading, um, you know, defensive acquisitions and stuff, too. So it was pretty fun. And then we got the NFL draft right around the corner. So I'm super excited for that, obviously, for reasons about... Um, you know our draft and, and how we get to select our draft order this year. So the NFL draft should be pretty fun to watch and, and um, be exciting to to talk about it in the next couple of weeks too, about who we think might be drafted where and, and how maybe our favorite teams might be drafting and, and their um, overall process as we move closer to hopefully our draft in uh, in August. And we'll actually get to talk about that today too. So it should be fun.
1: Sounds good, yeah.
0: So for today for first down, uh, we'll talk about some some player news and some NFL news. Uh, second down, we'll do division by division, our uh, coaching changes that we've done. We only have two divisions left, so today we'll talk about the NFC South um, and just kind of the coaching changes that happened and how they relate to uh, fantasy football moving forward. Uh, third down, we'll, we'll kind of do a league update. We'll give an update on the poll uh, that we started last week, um, and then we will also talk about Kind of some draft dates um coming up because we need to start setting that draft date and put it on people's calendars um so that they are ready to go in august or early september so and then fourth down we'll do that fantasy football game called who am i and um and then we'll be ready to go so you ready to dive in bill i'm ready to go perfect all right well let's start with first down and um It's a little bit about uh, some player news and some NFL news, Um, but we'll start with some player news, and and so it's kind of a a little bit of a a sad day, um, as it happened, the news broke a couple uh, days ago that uh, uh, Rob Gronkowski, the tight end for the Patriots, um, you know, kind of a party boy, but a fun-loving guy, and it seems like he'd just be a cool guy to hang out with, and so I don't think anybody really, you know. Hates him or anything too, even though he plays for the Patriots. You know, he's always a guy that, that I've liked a lot, and um, so he called it quits. He's retiring after nine seasons, um, nine just great seasons. Injury plagued most most seasons, but man, when he was on the field, he was completely unstoppable, and probably just one of, if not maybe arguably, the best tight end um, to ever play, and just a complete game changer. So, um, just guy, what were your thoughts um, like right away when you heard the news that, that he was retiring officially?
1: Well, it's actually fantasy football relevant. Yes, uh, definitely. If, if you look at uh, fantasy drafts over the last two or three seasons, I'll bet you Gronk was a first-rounder in the majority of, of drafts, uh, at least ones that I was involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a tight end, for that position to be drafted in the first or even in the second round in fantasy, uh, that, that's that's pretty amazing. And he did it for a couple of years in a row. Yeah. Uh, I didn't always agree, agree with him being picked in the first round, but I was in some uh, uh, fantasy football leagues where Gronk was drafted number one or in the first round. Not number one, in the first round. Yep. Uh, in fantasy football, and that's that. That says a lot for uh, NFL tight end. Uh, now there's already rumors that he's not really going to retire. And <laughs> after game three or four, if Belichick asks him to come back, he'll come back with flying colors. But I don't know. It's. It, I think the guy's really going to retire. But I tell you what, there's not many tight ends that can produce like that guy has over the last three or four years.
0: Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. I mean, he was him and Jimmy Graham, you know, for those for those years stretches. But you know, Jimmy Graham was never really bordering in on, you know, a first round pick like like Gronk was. And for those for those couple years, he was a first round pick or late early second round pick and um, he was just a game changer if, if he was on your team. And I think I had him one year and um, I was pretty lucky that he didn't get injured that year. Cause there's been a lot of times where he only played eight, 10, 12 games um, and then might've let you down at the, at the end. Um, but man, when he was on the field, he was, he was just uh, as good as a wide receiver too or better. And when you're talking about a, a position that's so thin to where you, you you're lucky to get five, six points from your tight end, unless you have an elite one. Um, you know he was pretty special, and it kind of paved the way for a lot of these guys like you know Kelsey and and uh, and Ertz and and everything. So, um, so yeah, I think he'll definitely be missed. I, I think he was he was probably good to retire because last year you know he he wasn't involved as much in the offense, but but man, when he was um, he was he was fun to watch and put up a lot of points, and he will definitely be um, definitely be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean for sure, right?
1: I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Yeah, so, so it'll, be, you know, it'll be kind of sad to, sad to see him go, and it'll be interesting to watch how well the uh, Patriots kind of uh, move on from him and their wide receiver core that has um, you know Julian Edelman and that's about it, <laughs> Philip Dorsett, maybe, yeah. if you want to really say it. Chris Hogan left, um, although he wasn't very good last year, too, so... Are they going to maybe address it in the draft? Um, I know that there, there's a lot of good tight ends in this in this draft um, that I've been reading about. So I can't imagine them not picking one in that maybe in that first end of the first round or early second or trade up like they usually do. So um, we'll definitely be watching to see how well they address that position and that that big you know hole that that's left there now with him gone. So um, right. And but speaking of holes. In and you know in offense, we can move over to the running back position for the uh, Chicago Bears because today they traded Jordan Howard over to the Eagles for a uh, sixth round pick, which could end up maybe being a fifth round pick next year, probably depending on how well Jordan Howard plays for the Eagles. But that obviously puts you know a, a big hole in the uh, backfield of. The Chicago Bears, and so when we look at their backfield, there's pretty much Mike Davis, who they they signed from uh, the Seahawks, who played kind of the third string role with when when people were injured for the Seahawks, and then obviously Trey Cohen, who I think was a, a question in Fantasy Jeopardy a couple weeks ago, right? Who um, didn't even have a hundred carries, um, and that so is correct, yes, he is, uh, but he's he's definitely a dynamic player, um, but he's you know he's under five ten, and and he's a pass catching back, and so. I, I can't imagine them giving him more than probably hundred, hundred and fifty carries anyway. So who are they gonna feed the uh feed the rock to? And so, you know, what were your kind of thoughts, at least as a Bears fan?
1: Well the uh, Davis deal, uh he's not in Seattle anymore because he couldn't stay on the field. Yeah. And uh Jordan Howard, I just i that whole thing, we talked about that last week a little bit. I touched on it. I don't understand what what they're thinking is uh with with their running game, I don't know if they're gonna look to you know uh, either uh, a free agent or somebody that gets cut from another organization uh you know when they start cutting the rosters down or if they're planning on something in uh in in the draft, but uh i I think that Jordan Howard still has a lot. Left in the gas tank, and I don't understand them. Uh, Get rid of him.
0: Yeah, I mean, he. You know, I, I think when you when you start to look at, you know, maybe Matt Nagy and, and the offense that they that they um, that they started to use last year. I guess he just really doesn't fit. You know, he doesn't catch the ball very well. But but man, between the tackles, I mean, he's he's a good solid running back down towards the goal line. And I thought it was kind of a, a decent fit with him and you know, Cohen together, um, and you're still paying him a rookie, you know, a rookie salary for at least one more year. And, um, I don't know, to get a, maybe a fifth round, sixth round pick out of it. I, you know, thought maybe they could have got maybe a little bit more or, or maybe just held out and, and just, just rode him for another year and then get rid of him. So it is a little bit interesting. So I think, um, like you said, they'll definitely be looking for maybe probably bring in some, a veteran, you know, on a, on a maybe a one-year prove-it deal, and, and they'll definitely look in the draft too. Um, probably on that day, um, day two or day three, because they don't have a first-round draft pick, correct?
1: Uh, that is correct.
0: Because they got in the uh, Khalil Mack deal, so, um, so yeah. So they might be looking for um, for you know, kind of that bruiser in between the tackles, you know, early down back, um, and where are they going to find that? So that that should be an interesting one to watch as well. So well, I do agree with you
1: about the uh uh his pass catching abilities though that, that he did lack there. And so yeah. uh like you say, Nagy's offense, uh they they expect a lot out of the running back uh in the pass game. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have good hands you're not gonna mm-hmm. last long. So yeah, I think that's what I think that that's what really uh, probably made the final decision was his lack of uh, of uh, pass catching.
0: Yeah, that's true, and and I think it's a, a solid fit for the Eagles because I think they're looking for um, for that first or second down back like they had in, in Ajayi uh, last year, and I think they're ready to move on from from him, and they have Sproles and Smallwood and um, you know slew of backs that are ready to kind of take over if something does happen but it sounds like jordan howard went to a pretty good um landing spot at least um for him and and he's not going to be asked to catch the ball either so um he'll be in that first second down role so you know he he comes up with obviously a pretty low floor when you when you think about it because he's not catching the passes but for the eagles it you know it it should be a a decent fit at least for him moving forward too
1: yeah the eagles uh offense um as far as the run game goes they're they're pretty solid there. they've got a pretty good offensive line yeah. mm-hmm. uh, as far as run blocking goes so uh, Jordan Howard should fit in pretty well there
0: yeah yeah so we'll, we'll see we'll see obviously what what these teams do in the draft and then how maybe how preseason goes and how well these offenses look now with with a couple new pieces so um mm-hmm. but another thing too you know we did say that this was first down and it's usually a lot of player news but we kind of changed it a little bit to NFL news because there was a lot of Really good um, officiating news that came out and talking about rule changes and stuff, too. And obviously the big one was, um, you know, the fiasco in the NFC Championship game last year with the uh, pass interference against the uh, Saints and, you know, that we couldn't, there was no replay. and, And now we have replay. So, unfortunately, we can't go back and fix that game because, it, gosh, it would have been a lot better if maybe the Saints were in the Super Bowl <laughs> instead of the Rams. But we can't go back and change it. So we have rules now to to, um, to hopefully make up for it, right? And so this new rule um, is that... Um, all pass interference, offense and defense pass interference is reviewable. So you can throw a flag if if, um, if you don't agree that it got called or if you can throw the flag if you think there was, and so they'll take a look and, and, and see if they need to throw a flag after looking at a replay. Um, and so we kind of talked a little bit off air kind of what our what our both or what our uh, takes were on it and, and our opinions. Um, and I think we're both in agreement. So I'll go ahead and let you take it away on just kind of what you feel about this new rule and and kind of how it affects this year and maybe maybe years to come in the NFL?
1: Well, you know I'm a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this <clears throat> skews the game towards the offense. Uh, I've got a feeling that you're going to have uh, close games that teams are going to deliberately throw Hail Marys and hoping to get the call. Mm-hmm. Which before, if they didn't get the call, they didn't have a flag to throw out there and say, "Hey, let's take a look at this again. Uh, I think defensive backs are going to have to be really good defensive backs uh, if If you're not fast enough to keep up with a guy, you know you used to be able to tug on his jersey a little bit, and now." Coaches are gonna see that little tug of the jersey and start throwing flags, and they're gonna get the call their way. So it's, uh, to me, it's a, it's a huge advantage for the offense, and I don't like it. But they don't listen to me, so. it's <laughs> true. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I I don't like it either. I think it's just opening a Pandora's box for so many so many more things to to maybe start being reviewed like like holding penalties on the offensive line and and and, you know are we going to start worrying about about whether there's holding on every play now and what what isn't what is and throwing flags now for that but um but i'm glad you brought that up too for like hail marys and and stuff like that jump balls where um where, where you might just see some some hail marys at the end of maybe at the end of quarters and or i mean halves and at the end of games where they'll just throw it up and then hopefully maybe someone's tugging somewhere and, hey, it happened in the end zone 50 yards away, but, you know, it's a pass interference, so let's get the ball on the one-yard line and, and get an exactly, extra down. Yeah. And so um, I'm glad you brought up that point because I don't think a lot of people are even thinking about that, you know, when they talk about it. So, um, But I think my issue is is with it, you know, it just opens up, you know, more um, more avenues to, to get more changes in reviews and replays, and I think we need to get rid of, rid of a lot of, reviews and a lot of replays and um and and start making the games a little shorter and and, you know not so long with with some of these crazy replays and stuff too but um but also too you know if is it going to um you know lend itself to more uh, more challenges you know our coach is going to start complaining that that there's more plays that you can review and challenge so you should get more challenges um as well and so are they going to get maybe three challenges instead of two Or or four, or or whatever, too, and um, and so I I just don't really see much good that can come out of it. I think the NFL, that I think that's a big problem that they have, is that they're really reactionary to a lot of things that happen instead of being more proactive about about issues. And so I think if the rule book was written a lot clearer. Um, I think we'd have a lot less issues. And then instead of going back and trying to fix those rules, we just add more rules or replays on top of it to try to get it right instead of going back to the very beginning of where it kind of started. So, um, so yeah. Like well, we,
1: we talked just before we went on air. That play with the Rams and the Saints, mm-hmm. there's seven referees on the field. Yep. And not one of them saw a penalty mm-hmm. on that play. Yep. And not only was there pass interference, but there was helmet-to-helmet contact. So they can call helmet-to-helmet contact uh, from 30 yards away uh, on a running back or on a wide receiver. <laughs> but on that play, yep. <coughs> excuse me, if you watch that play, not only was there pass interference, but there was helmet-to-helmet contact. And there was probably maybe one or two other fouls on that play and not one referee threw a flag on a play. Where is the real problem? The real problem is let's get more video uh, replays. Let's get the guys that are on the field calling the plays that are supposed to be called. Exactly. And stop calling the plays that are kind of marginal or shouldn't have been called. Exactly. Um, the NFL is looking the wrong way. They need mm-hmm. to look in the mirror.
0: Yep, yep. I totally agree. I totally agree. I think you have too many officials um, just just not making correct calls, and and so maybe that starts at the very beginning with um, you know with training and things like that too. Instead of trying right. to, yep. instead of trying to fix problems at the end instead of trying to fix them at the beginning. So, um, so yeah, I think we're both agreement in agreement on it and uh, who knows maybe it'll be really good you know I, we, we obviously don't know how it'll look you know how, how it'll all play out but right now our opinions are, are, are very similar to on, on what we think of it and, and hopefully right. hopefully it won't be as bad as we think but um but you never know until we start seeing it and we'll start probably seeing it a little bit in the preseason and get a little bit of a gauge on it before you know the uh, regular season starts so um but yeah, let's go ahead and move on. Let's go ahead and go to second down. We only have uh, two divisions left, um, so second down has kind of been our coaching changes, and we've kind of been just talking about them how it relates to fantasy football moving forward. Um, and so let's go through uh, through these pretty quickly. Um, so we're looking at the NFC South. We've got the Bucks, Panthers, Falcons, and Saints, and that's basically the order of finish um, from bottom, you know, up to the top. And so the Bucks obviously just cleaned house. Right, they got rid of everybody, Dirk Cutter, um, their defense coordinator, yeah. offensive coordinator. They brought in, um, basically, they brought in the um, the Cardinals from about four years ago. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, that's true. You
0: know, they got Bruce Arians as their head coach. Uh, Byron Lefwich, um, you know, he wasn't there four years ago with the Cardinals, but he was there um, two years ago. With Bruce Arians, and so he's going to be the offensive coordinator there. Although Bruce Arians will be um, the one calling the plays, and then Todd Bowles is back as the defensive coordinator, which he was with Bruce Arians um, a few years back, and 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 the former Jets head coach. Um, And so, what what do you see with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I mean, they got obviously a lot of weapons on offense with with Winston. Um, You know, hopefully he'll take a step forward and um, you know stop turning the ball over so much. But he played pretty well. They obviously got Mike Evans. Um, and O.J. Howard and uh, Chris Godwin, so some good solid you know pass catching options, um, and then they'll have to kind of figure out their um, backfield as well. Um, but I, I think like like we saw in Arizona, I mean Bruce Arians is a, is a good offensive coach. And um, so what do you what do you see with the uh, Bucks next year?
1: Uh, no risk it, no biscuit. That's right. <laughs> the only thing is they don't have Fitzmagic anymore. Yep, that's true. So that's. <clears throat> I don't know. It's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I think that with uh, Bruce Arians and with uh, uh, Todd Bowles being the defensive coordinator, I, it's going to be an interesting team to watch. And I predict they'll make the playoffs. And uh, I don't think they'll win the division, but. Well, make the playoffs. Anything can happen.
0: Yeah, that's true. I agree. I I like Bruce Arians a lot um, from obviously his coaching days with with the Cardinals, and then I like Todd Bowles a lot because he's a great defensive coordinator. So I think he fits perfectly um, in that system with with, um, which is the whole coaching. Um, staff in general so yeah i think i think you might be right they're they're i think they're a pretty dangerous team because i think they can put up a lot of points on offense and um they should be back to being pretty solid on defense too with todd Bowles. so i think it'll be fun to watch them you know play next year um let's go ahead and move to the uh, panthers who who made no who didn't make any changes at all so ron rivera is still their coach um after seven years um, so he's still there. North Turner um, took over last year as the uh, offensive coordinator, and then they got Eric Washington as their defense coordinator last year. And obviously, the defense was um, was kind of up and down last year with with injuries a lot, and then their offense was was up and down too with um, Cam Newton um, basically saying he wasn't hurt all year, and then we, we figured out that he was because he couldn't throw the ball you know more than twenty yards <laughs> by the end of the season too. And so, um, what you know, what do they do in the draft to, to kind of help out? Cam Newton a little bit. The receiving core is still, um still a little weak. You know, they don't have Greg Olson anymore at tight end, and they have Christian McCaffrey, and that's about it. And, and so, you know, hopefully they don't give him another 400-something touches and burn him out a little bit. But um, I think if Cam Newton comes back healthy, um, I think they could still be pretty dangerous, and obviously if they can fix the uh, defense a little bit. So what do you think about the Panthers?
1: I hope Panthers got the good uh, good coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uh, Like you say, they, uh, they were hurting a little bit defensively with, uh, injuries. Uh, if, if they can come back healthy defensively, uh, they'll, they'll be in good shapes. Uh, they do need to work on their uh, wide receiver core. Uh, and so it'll be interesting to see what they do in the draft and what they, uh, you know, free agency, all of the big guys, all the big names are gone. <clears throat> but as we both know, when it comes down to cutting rosters right before the season, there's always that one or two guys that, that kind of shine. And you say, oh, I'm surprised they're cutting this guy. And so <clears throat> if if the Panthers can, uh, can help out Cam Newton with some <clears throat> receiving – and uh, and get healthy on defense, they can be a pretty pretty tough team to play next year.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, their coaching is, is solid. I think Ron Rivera is a solid coach too, and and so not a lot of changes have happened too. So I think chemistry wise, you know, should be good. And I think as long as Cam Newton's healthy, they'll 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 always be pretty dangerous. Just if is if, if the question is always, you know, can he stay healthy, and and how well you know does his shoulder. Hold up, you know, basically to a whole season now is kind of the question that we were, we were we've been asking the last you know two or three years. So, um, like you said, pretty dangerous team. So, um, all right, let's move on to the to the Falcons, who were who were pretty, you know, disappointing last year. there were a lot up up and down um, teams. I mean, they they fired their um, their offensive coordinator. And and so they they replaced their offensive coordinator with Dirk Cutter, who was the you know the Buccaneers uh, head coach. Um, so he he should be a solid find for them. Obviously Dan Quinn is their head coach. Um, so their head coach back from um, his days with the Seahawks, but this is fourth year, and they just went to the Super Bowls a co- Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Um, and he's the one that calls the plays on defense as well, too. So the defense was was pretty bad last year. I mean, against the run they were awful. The passing weren't much better than that but I think it happened with a lot of injuries too and I think they lost you know their safety in like week one or two who was just making a lot of plays and and after that it was just downhill from there so um, I think the offense will be fine with Matt Ryan obviously Julio Jones um, and uh, you know they, they they lost Tevin Coleman but they still have Devonta Freeman who, who they feel like can still be that number one running back as well and so um, you know a lot of op- weapons on offense too so what do you think about the uh, Falcons next year?
1: Uh, Falcons next year, I think uh, offensively they're in good shapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensively, though, uh, yep. and you were right, the first couple of weeks of uh, preseason and the first couple of weeks of the regular season, they got devastated on, on defense as far as injuries go. Yeah. Uh, I If I remember correctly, they lost uh, pretty much all three of their starting linebackers. Yep. And a defensive back, mm-hmm. and uh, when you when you do that, that's I mean that's pretty devastating. Yeah. So they're going to have to come back healthy this year defensively, in order to make the playoffs. Uh, they've got a good quarterback and uh, Matt Ryan, and uh, uh, they've got running backs. So, and they have a pretty good offensive line. So offensively i think they'll be okay it's just gonna see have to wait and see how healthy they come back <clears throat> defensively and of course what they do in a draft
0: yep yeah i totally agree i think the offense will probably be just fine can they shore up that defense and just get healthy and then you probably see them probably right back you know fighting up for the top of the division you know like they were just a few years ago too so um, right, I think that'll yeah. be one to, to watch, and then obviously, the last team uh, in the division is the New Orleans Saints, who made it all the way to the NFC Championship game. We just talked about them a little earlier. You know, they wish they would have had that you know, chance to, um, you know, review some of the, the calls in the game, and obviously, that big PI call. And so, they were just a couple of plays away from making it, you know, all the way to the Super Bowl, and who knows how well. They might have played because the Rams just looked like trash <laughs> in the Super Bowl. So, um, did. and so they were pretty devastated after that. But um, obviously, no changes at all um, in their coaching staff. Sean Payton's there; and he's been there for 13 years. Um, Pete Carmichael is the offensive coordinator, and you probably didn't know that because Sean Payton's the one that calls the place <laughs> anyway. So uh, he'll continue to do that. And then Dennis Allen is their uh, defensive coordinator, and he's been there for you know over four years. So the defense was is a solid unit. Um, their offense is is just as good as it, as it always been with Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. They lost Mark Ingram, but um, he wasn't a huge factor like they probably thought he was after serving the suspension. And then obviously, as long as Drew Brees is is healthy and, and keeps keep him upright and he doesn't you know lose velocity and, and all that things with his arm as he gets older, they they should be back fighting for that uh, Super Bowl um, you know appearance again. So what do you think about the Saints?
1: I agree with you. <clears throat> I think they will be the uh, division winners. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they, they're pretty strong on both sides of the ball. So I, I think that's the team to beat in that division.
0: Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't think there's much else to say. I mean, we know Drew Brees is, is a stud quarterback, we know Michael Thomas, a stud wide receiver, we know Kamara is a stud running back. The offense should be fine and the defense should be solid again. So um, I think there are ones that are sitting on top of the hill and someone else has to come and really knock them off. And so, like we said, is it the Falcons? Is it maybe the Bucks? Maybe they kind of surprise us a little bit. Is it the Panthers that, that kind of creep up there? So, um, But right now it's the Saints division to lose for sure. So, um, All right, well, good. That, that kind of um, ends the uh, NFC South. Um, and we only have one more division next week and then we'll be all done and then we're going to kind of switch – Excuse me, switch gears um, from second down from coaching changes, probably to more NFL draft talk, too, as we get a little closer. But, um, but yeah, that was good. So um, all right, let's go ahead and move on to third down. And third down is kind of our um, our own personal league news. Um, I, we talked last week about some uh, rule changes that we wanted to start getting some votes on. And last week we brought up the vote to uh, get rid of the veto. In our league, and and make uh, trades just go through, not have to wait for the the one day waiting period while everybody votes. And gosh, the last three or four years, watching votes on it, maybe two or three people would vote every time, and that was it. Um, and so, looking at the uh, the poll and kind of updating everybody, we've had t- five total votes, so we still have five people that haven't uh, that haven't voted. Uh, I voted. I know you voted, Bill. Uh, yes. So it only means three other people in our league voted. I know I sent the text out about it too. Um, so even if people didn't listen to the podcast, they knew that there's a poll up and running and, and it only took me, I think, Bill, about 12 seconds to vote. (laughs) So it did not uh, take long at all to, um, you know, to at least, at least make your voice heard just by a few clicks of the mouse or the mouse pad or whatever you use on your iPad, but, um, and then if you, you know, if you really feel strongly or, or maybe if you don't feel, um, like, like me and you do, cause me and you agreed that, that we should get rid of it. And so I voted yes. I have no problem saying that I voted yes. Um, if you feel like your answer is yeah, no, I voted yes. yeah, so if you feel like your answer is no, then then I'd, I'd like to know why. And I think that, that that'd be just some good conversation. So we get a little more context behind, you know, maybe some, some no answers if we get them. Um, but, um, but if not, if you just want to vote and then you're fine with with the with the uh, the verdict or however it might fall, then uh, that's fine too. But we definitely want to make sure that everybody knows. And I think if you don't know by now, then um, you know I don't know what, what you've been doing <laughs> because it's something we vote on every time, and we get we we always ask for comments about stuff too. So it's not anything new. So um, right. So if you feel strongly about about uh, about your stance, feel free to, to to post on it. And there's no, you know. Um, you know, bad blood or, or ill feelings for it, I think it's good to, to hear other sides of an argument. So um, I have no problem with, with listening and, and doing any of that. But um, but obviously we can't do that if people don't, if people don't go on and comment. And so if, if you want to, uh, feel free to use the, the message boards as, as a way to do that. And we can certainly comment back and forth and, and get some good dialogue going. And if not, then we'll just take the vote straight up how it is and, and then we'll move on. So um, the, the poll does close the 31st. At, um, at nine PM Pacific time, so there's still more, a couple more days to vote. So if you're listening now um, and you've listened to the whole podcast, which will be about 45 50 minutes long, then take the extra maybe twelve seconds after to click on the the league site and vote real quick, and then um, and then and then you'll be done. So um, so that's kind of updating the poll a little bit. We we'll have the new poll next. Um, Next podcast, we'll bring up a new rule, but um, but I thought this this show too, uh, Bill. We'd also talk a little bit third on third down about the draft date, and at least get people to start thinking about it, so we can start setting the draft date. Um, last last year we did it on Labor Day, so that Monday evening. Um, usually everybody's back from trips and stuff too, so that might be a good time to do it. Um, but again, um, in years past, we've also done it the week before. So I was looking at the calendar. We're looking at uh, maybe the weekend of October tw- or October, August 24th or 25th. So that's a Saturday, Sunday or um, Labor Day weekend. So August 31st um, through September 2nd, which is a Monday. So um if anybody has um, any of those that that work for them, I think I'll probably post this on the message board too. I think that'll be the easiest way for people to let us know which days work best, and then we can That's kind of figure idea. out. Yeah. we can kind of figure out. Um, you know what, what day. Um, that we need to go ahead and start setting it maybe in the, in the evening or in the morning, midday um, on any of those days. And if all those days work, then, then we'll post you know, all those days and we can start to figure out um, a, a day to go ahead and set the draft for. And then that'll also help us set keeper, um, keeper draft, um, you know, locks, lock dates and stuff too, as well. So um, yeah.
1: And if neither date works and you want me to pick for you, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll be glad to, pick somebody's
0: uh, draft form. Oh, that's, 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 man. That's, you know, like Nathan, that's so nice like, of you, Bill.
1: If you can't, oh, if, if I you can't <laughs> make it either day, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pick a bunch of kickers for you. Oh,
0: of course. I, I wouldn't expect any, I wouldn't expect anything else, right? First round kicker, at least if you're going to pick a kicker, you might as well pick Goskowski or, or, um, I don't know, who are, who are the other top kickers uh, but who cares it doesn't matter <laughs> we'll get that we'll get off of kickers <laughs> i'm already thinking about too many kickers already um but yeah if, if none of those dates work for everybody we'll figure something out but we you know we obviously won't know unless we start posting about it so um i think that'd be good to, to get that going as well so right. All right, well, that ends third down, and uh, let's move on to fourth down. It's kind of in our game show um, down as we've kind of played some some games here and there to kind of um, recap some of the uh, 2018 uh, fantasy football stats to talk about uh, some some player movement as well. And so today is kind of no different as we'll be playing a, um, a new game called Who Am I? And so I'll, I'll read a statement from a player, and you have to try to guess who I am. Um, but last week uh, we played Who Wants to be a Millionaire, except this time you were the host. And I was the uh, uh, contestant, and and yeah, you definitely stumped me on a couple of questions. So um, yeah, so you did uh, very well come up with the questions. Um, but I did I did feel pretty proud that I got at least the bonus question correct. So that made me feel good at least at the end.
1: <laughs> yeah, you did pretty good actually. So um, I'm thinking that you might be trying to get back at me today, though, for giving you all those tough questions last week.
0: Yeah, yeah, you did. There, there were some tough ones in there, so um, so we'll we'll see. And here's how the game's going to work today. So I've got basically seven statements from seven different players, and you basically have to come and try to guess um, who I am a, as I do it. And then after that, we'll see, how, after seven, um, seven uh, rounds or seven questions, we'll see how many you've got right out of seven. And then um, I, I do have a bonus question today. So... I didn't put it in the notes, and and so it's going to be those questions for you. So, so there you go. So, um, so all right. So so go ahead and let's kick off this uh, this game, and let's start with um, wide receivers. So these are all wide receivers that switched teams um, this off season, and so the first um, player that I am going to be and read their statement um, is a player that is moving to the Oakland Raiders. And last year, this wide receiver had, or excuse me, I, as this wide receiver, I had 104 receptions for almost 1300 yards and I caught 15 touchdowns. And I, now I am moving on to the Oakland Raiders. Who
1: am I? Hmm. You are Antonio Brown.
0: That is correct. That is correct. Good job. <laughs> obviously Antonio Brown you know big uh, the big story right moving from the Steelers and kind of just wanting out and just doing whatever he could to get out and so he gets the new fat contract from the Raiders Um, the Steelers get um, you know a couple of draft picks that we thought maybe weren't as good as maybe we thought they would get but uh, but he did have just a special year last year 104 catches for almost 1300 yards 15 touchdowns and he's just Averaged, it seems like he's averaged that the last five, six years, and so obviously, what can he do in Oakland next year? So, all right, well, good job. That, that's one for one on this. So let's go ahead and move to um, to another wide receiver. And this wide receiver, excuse me, I got I got to play the game right. So all right, here we go. This wide receiver is making the change over to the Cleveland Browns. And last year, I caught seventy seven uh balls for over just over a thousand yards and six touchdowns and I will be making my new home in Cleveland. Who am I?
1: Oh I, 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 I. God, I can't think of a guy's name. I can picture him. He's a wide receiver. <laughs> I remember him catching some balls <laughs>
0: I, can give you a, I can give you another hint about who I am I was I, I played last year for the New York Giants
1: oh what was that guy's name he was number 13
0: he is number 13 I, um, I mean I am number 13 and he's, <laughs> and he's got a
1: junior in
0: his name he's got a junior in his name
1: Odell Beckham Jr. Odell
0: Beckham Jr. is correct Woo-hoo. So those are the two um, two wide receivers up. on the list that that were traded um, this year, and and so yeah, obviously Odell goes from from the Giants and. Um, after they just paid them what five or six months ago, <laughs> and then shipped them off, yeah. so they're going to end up with a lot of dead money, and we're still trying to figure out what the Giants are, are doing this off season and what their what their plans are moving forward. But um, but yeah, they trade a um, you know top five wide receiver over to the Browns, and it just makes the Browns even better. The situation stays pretty much the same, and he should be a you know top five wide receiver over there um, in Cleveland as well. So all right, good job, Bill. You're two for two. Um, all right, let's go ahead and move on um, to the next one. I am a wide receiver who is kind of trying to take the place of Odell Beckham Jr. for the Giants. I signed a four-year, $37.5 million contract, and I played with the Detroit Lions last year. Who
1: am I? You would be uh, Golden Tate golden
0: tate is correct i am golden tate and so he me. so i he actually technically was traded last year um he was traded from the lions to the eagles um and then the eagles did not want to resign him after his contract ended so he is moving on to try to take Odo beckham jr's place although he plays a little different role in the offense right he's more of a slot receiver than, than Odo beckham was and um he was right. obviously a pretty solid wide receiver for the Lions, but now he moves from Matt Stafford, you know, and those short quick throws in that offense with with a lot of other weapons to the Giants who have made maybe one weapon in in Barkley. And so what <laughs> yeah. you know, what can uh you know Golden Tate really do in that offense and how much time is Eli gonna have to throw the ball? So it might be pretty good actually go for Golden Tate, you know, throwing those two or three yard passes all the time. <laughs> That's about all the time that Eli Manning will have. So um, All right, well, good, Bill. That's your three for three. So I'm going to try to stump you on these next next four. All right, Um, the next um, uh, wide receiver, I am a wide receiver who is also joining Antonio Brown on the Raiders, and I signed a four-year $43 million contract with them, and I will be in the black and uh, silver um, next year. And I was also on your fantasy football team last year. Who am I?
1: My fantasy football team last year.
0: So Bill was on mm-hmm. yeah, I was on your fantasy football team, Bill, last year, and I'm moving to the Oakland Raiders to join Antonio Brown on the other side of the field, running some routes and who am I? Man,
1: that's a good one. I can't remember who I had on my team <laughs> last year. <laughs> I can
0: give you I can give you another hint if you need it. Okay. Um, I am moving from LA to Oakland, so not too far. But I am moving from LA to Oakland, and I did not play for the Rams. So, what's his brother's last name? And his brother's last name is Williams, <laughs> who uh, oh, who you Terrell also Terrell Williams. <laughs> Terrell Williams is correct. Terrell... I think you had both Mike Williams and Terrell Williams. So you right. had you Old had the brothers. The brother, the Williams brothers, last year. So, um, so good job on that. Tyro Williams signed a, a pretty big contract for him. Not you yeah, know, actually he
1: did. Now that you're telling me the answer,
0: yeah, not not being you know a superstar wide receiver, he gets four years, for forty three million dollars, and um, you know to, to be basically opposite opposite of Antonio Brown. I think it should be a great fit for him um, in Oakland, and and he he produced um, some great games you know, over the last couple years with the Chargers, and then some games where, you know, maybe only two or three catches, and he definitely made most of his catches, you know, matter. I I think he was just kind of a big deep threat guy and and a big jump ball guy, and so um, I think it should be a a pretty solid fit for Oakland as well. So, Um, all right, so you got uh, got four out of four so far, Bill, you know, with with a couple hints there. So maybe you got one or two more hints left, but I got three more players here for you. Um, All right, this wide receiver... Um, I am a wide receiver who also played a little bit of running back um, last year in spurts to kind of help my former team out with injuries. But I just signed a two-year, $10 million deal with your Chicago Bears to play wide receiver. Who am I?
1: Um, Rashad Perryman.
0: I am not Rashad Perryman.
1: Well, maybe you should be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh. I I am a uh, former New England Patriot who played some running back in spurts and um, was mainly a wide receiver. And now I want to be a wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. And one more hint for you, for myself. I was also a pretty good... Kick returner um, back in the day for the Minnesota Vikings.
1: Who am I? Let's <clears throat> just confuse me more than. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, I was trying to give you some more hints. More hints about me. Um, let's see who else. It's not right? Latrell Sprewell. Not really, played basketball. It's not Latrell Sprewell. Um, <laughs> my last name. Rhymes with Matterson, oh
1: yeah, Cordell Patterson <laughs> that is correct,
0: Woo-hoo! Cordell Patterson, God, I'm so, so smart <laughs> Cordell Patterson, so okay, who knows you need you do need a running back, right, and yeah. uh, Cordell Patterson did yeah, in spurts for the Patriots last year, while sony Michelle was out he he ran the ball and he actually oh, ran the true. ball pretty decently, you know, obviously it was more of a more of a ran the ball because no one else expected you to run the ball. <laughs> But, um, right. but he did play a little bit of running back, and, and so he obviously adds some speed to that offense and, and is obviously always a great kick returner too. Um, so, so it should be, should be good to see the fit for them in, um for him in Chicago. So All right, well, you got four out of five so far, Bill. Um, so you're still, still above 500, so that's good. Um, I got two more for you. Um, this wide receiver, I am a former Redskins wide receiver. I played mainly in the slot, and I think I was on your team a couple years ago, but I just signed a three-year, $28.5 million uh, deal with the New York Jets to kind of hopefully be maybe their slot um, receiver.
1: Who am I? Uh, <clears throat> I like this guy, too. Um, is it Crowder? or? Yes. Crowder,
0: yeah. that is correct. Jameson Crowder,
1: Jameson, that's it.
0: Yeah. That is correct, and he's he's yeah. obviously had a great year a couple of years ago. I think probably when he was on your team, you know, close to maybe hundred catches and stuff um, for the Redskins, and then he's just kind of been injured the last couple of years. Um, yeah. But he goes over to the to the Jets to maybe play slot for them and signs a decent contract and he'll have obviously a lot better quarterback throwing the ball, um, even even it being Stan, Sam Darnold because. We don't know who, who the hell's throwing the ball over in, in Washington. So um, we'll have to see. But obviously that situation um, situation's a little bit better for him moving over to the uh to the Jets. So all right, Bill, last one. You're uh you're uh, five for six. Uh, this last one is I am a wide receiver, formerly of the Chicago Bears, and I just signed a one year one point five million dollar deal with the Arizona Cardinals. And my coach says that i can be a stud wide receiver but
1: i have to stay healthy who am i um i believe his first name is kevin (laughs) i believe his middle name is i can't stay healthy (laughs) and i believe his last name is white
0: that is correct i am kevin white and i cannot stay healthy but Hey, at least I know that there's people out there that will still want to draft me in the fourth round of a fantasy football draft, (laughs) even though I'm injured. um, No, I'm injured. And uh, that person knows who they are, (laughs) and I'm sure everybody else does too. So, um, but yeah, I'm going to
1: laugh out loud, uh, (laughs) shut down,
0: right? (laughs) Right. So, um, so yeah, obviously, you know, all the talent in the world, you know physical specimen and everything. That's why, you know, the Bears drafted him so high. But he just could not – he just can't stay healthy at all. And, and so um, we'll see. Hopefully, you know, maybe a change of bases, scenery.
1: People are still paying him money right? to not play football.
0: To not play football. He's never had um, – you know more than twenty catches in a season. He has twenty five in his career, and so he just he just literally cannot stay on the field. And so who knows? Maybe yeah. in, a new change of scenery. If he really does stay healthy, I mean, the Cardinals need some help at wide receiver. All they have is what Christian Kirk and, and Larry Fitzgerald. So he does have the chance to make an impact. Um And so who knows? We we've seen changes of scenery for players. You know, do well. So um, you know, I'd like to see him play well, just because now he's with the Cardinals, and and it'll be good for their offense. But but who knows? Like we said, he's got to stay healthy. So, um, right. All right. Well, good. Good job, Bill. Six of seven um, out, out of those. That was really good. Um, but I do have a bonus question for you. Um, this wide receiver, so I am a wide receiver who just recently retired, and I played for the Green Bay Packers and one year for the Raiders. And I have over 70 total career touchdown pass catches. Who am I?
1: You are Jordy Nelson.
0: That is correct. So I know we talked about uh, Gronk a little earlier and him retiring too, but, um, but Jordy Nelson in his prime was, you know, just about as good for that four or five game, uh, four or five year stretch with uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he was just, you know, almost 100 balls, 1,200 yards, and double digit touchdowns every year. So, um, you know, he obviously was was pretty injured the last couple of years, and he's just kind of spiraled down. But man, in his prime, he was he was incredible.
1: I agree. Very very good player. So it
0: was kind of sad to see him, you know, kind of falter a little bit. Although he had a pretty decent year with the, with the Raiders last year, um, he cut you know sixty passes for over seven hundred yards, and touchdowns were low with three. But I but not think we he played better than a lot of us probably expected. and But he, he's hanging it up, so he, he probably feels like it's it's time to do that. And, and uh, But kudos to him because he was kind of a fun player to watch and I always kind of hated watching him because I never had him on any of my teams. <laughs> and so he was always just catching touchdown. I think, I had, touchdown. Him, I,
1: think I had him a couple of times. And, and the thing last year was he went unnoticed because he was on such a very poor team.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm exactly so and so that was kind of sad to see too but um but yeah so it's good to, to um just kind of look at it, at his overall career and stuff too and just how well and how great of a fantasy wide receiver he was and so you know he'll definitely be another guy that that, that um that will miss you know watching catching touchdown passes because that's what he was really really good at um for you know for five or five years so all right well Bill good job I mean you got to seven out of eight of those uh of those wide receivers and playing uh who am i and so yeah kudos to you that was good thank you that was good so yeah you had some pretty good uh questions there uh. yeah so i mean yeah like i like i said i was looking out there's haven't been too many big named wide receivers obviously we have the huge ones with with brown and beckham you know switching teams and then golden tate and but after that there's there hasn't been any big huge game changers i know we've, we've seen like randall cobb move to the cowboys and um and a couple other pretty small um you know moves as as far as the wide receivers go um but but yeah you you did uh you did well to to you know come up with some of those and obviously we'll probably talk a little bit more about free agency and players that have moved probably as we get closer maybe to the uh um nfl season as well once we start seeing players in training camp and everything i mean right now i don't know about you but it's just it's almost too much coach coach speak right now (laughs) and just you know this guy coaches think he'll do this or coaches just love him for this and it's like I don't care (laughs) it doesn't it doesn't mean anything at all to me right now I just gotta just read it have fun with it and then just block it out like I never read it because you know don't want it to start influencing you right now (laughs) as we get um as we so have the draft and and OTAs and preseason all that stuff so um all right well, that was good. One
1: one thing I want to say too yeah, is go ahead. That this this draft there's a lot of good college wide receivers yes, coming out are. of this draft. Uh you know a lot of the talk has been uh the, the good the defensive uh ends mm-hmm. and defensive players that are coming out of this out of college this year but there's a a, a good handful of wide receivers that that I believe are going to go in the first and second round too. So, mm. uh, depending on who picks up those guys, uh, you know, especially that guy uh, from ASU. Oh yeah, uh, Henry. I think his name.
0: Uh, Harry, Nikhil Harry. Or Harry. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I can't wait to see where he There's some
1: good wide receivers coming out this year too.
0: Yeah, there definitely are, and so some. Hopefully, you know, I think it's always a little tough for receivers to make a big impact, you know, as a rookie. But when you have this many coming out, you know, you got to think that one or two will, will make a pretty big impact right away. And and I'm, like you said, I can't wait to see where um, Nikhil Harry goes from ASU. Just um, obviously from from being from ASU, but um, but I think he's just a tall wide receiver who's got great ball skills and and he's physical. And so you know, any team like that who needs him. You know, needs you know an outside really? wide receiver. I think it would be a great fit, and I'd love to to see him. And and so there's a lot of other good wide receivers in there as well. So obviously, another thing to watch the NFL draft for is as we start to think about um, you know position by position rankings and stuff too, and, and and the best fits for a lot of these players. So, um, all right, well, good. Well, I think that uh, concludes this episode of the One Amigo Me Go to Another Fantasy Football Podcast. Bill, thanks as always uh, for joining me today.
1: Well, thanks for having me on, Nathan. uh, Remember, everybody uh, get on the uh, Fantasy Football uh, homepage. Uh, Get your vote in. Uh, It's important that uh, we get as many people in in the league to vote and comment on uh, changes that are about to happen or or not happen. Uh, And had fun with the uh with you trying to trick me into these uh, wide receiver questions, but I think i uh think I held my own,
0: yeah, no, you did great it, it was it was a lot of fun to play those and and like you said too
1: um you
0: know anybody that would, that needs to um have their voice heard and stuff too or um if you haven't voted yet, yeah go on it doesn't take very long at all or if you need help navigating or finding it i know the the new the new website looks a little different. You know, let me know, and um, I can definitely point you in the right direction. But yeah, we'd love to have all ten people vote in, in the in the draft in the uh, poll on the website, and it closes in a couple of days too. So you don't have much uh, longer to to wait and and uh, use you know maybe a half minute of your life to to do it. So. <laughs> it's kind of a theme right it doesn't take very long it is kind of the overall theme. so um, but anyway so obviously you know we're both excited to, to keep moving right along and next week's show we'll uh, we'll finish up with our last division um, of the coaching changes and then we'll start to move um, closer to, to the NFL draft talk and and everything and we'll do some more um, yeah right so much fun and, and just a, such exciting right, time this year and um, and and yeah I think uh, baseball already started today, too. Uh, t- uh, did you guys uh, watch the
1: uh, Dimebacks game out there? Uh, geez, I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> I, I had to I, bring you, it up. I, knew, I almost forgot, knew too. you were going to bring I it up. I almost forgot, too. See, I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, I didn't even say anything off air before we started. <laughs> I, I was just waiting for it. Oh, man. So your Dodgers played uh, my Diamondbacks, and, and uh, our best pitcher, our – uh, ace, uh, yeah, 30, just got lit up.
0: $35 million Granky, Right.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, gave up four home runs in three innings, Yeah, uh, pitched about uh, two home runs more than he should have. Uh, cause I'd have been out there. I'd have yanked him. Yeah. You know, sorry, you had a bad day today. Go take a shower and get over it. But no, they left him out there. Uh, just I don't know. I uh, I just got a feeling that it's going to be a long season for the Diamondbacks, and uh, we're already saying wait till next year.
0: Yeah, I know you don't want to be saying that after you know day one after three innings yeah. <laughs> after, after three innings well, not the first even...
1: game of yeah, the season
0: three yeah, I know. You know, yeah nine outs into the first the first the first uh, game yeah that's not that's not good so. Yeah, you knew yeah, you knew it was coming and everything, but it's it's like what was a the long, final score? I think it was twelve to five, I think something like that. So, um, but you know, it, like with baseball too, it, as as early as as it is, it's a long season. You never know what could happen. So, but um, but who knows? If it's any indication like this, it, it'll hopefully be a long season for the Dodgers um, in a more positive way than than a long season for the Dimebacks because. Um, didn't look at least too good for for day one, but that's just day one. So who knows what what tomorrow will bring as well. But I thought I'd have to kind of bring that up a little bit. So yeah. but, uh, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. So, um, but anyway. Um, yeah, next week uh, we'll be excited to, to get back on here and and uh, maybe play another game. We'll we'll finish with the uh, coaching changes. We'll talk a little bit more about some rule changes for us and um, and yeah, have another great show. So um, as always, thanks again and for if, listening. If, if any uh,
1: the other owners want to get in, yeah. on a podcast, uh, give us a shout. Let us know. Uh,
0: Definitely, if anybody wants to World's challenge, a- yeah, if anybody wants to challenge you in in uh, in your winning streak of, of games, <laughs> games won. Um, you know anybody
1: but Chris Thompson anybody
0: but Chris Thompson you know they can even they can even pick the game how about that then come on and, and they'll even pick the game that they want to challenge you in um okay. and yeah and so yeah so let us know if you, if you want to come out but um but yeah like we said yeah thanks again for listening and uh for Bill Burns uh I'm Nathan Tilbury in fantasy football yeah like we said please hurry up I know AAF is almost done um but but we don't really care. We we want our regular fantasy football back and and we need it uh baseball started and that that's going to hold us over a little bit, but whew, I need, I need fantasy football
1: NFL, back. NFL, NFL, yes.
0: NFL. NFL. So, uh thanks again, Bill, and good night.
1: Okay. Well, good night. One amigo to another uh fantasy football league and adiós amigos.